Hello and welcome to What's Playing Tonight. My name is Ty Stans and I'm here with my co-host, the Silver-Eyed Wolf himself. Otherwise known as Nate. And uh, we are a movie podcast, some would say a film history podcast. At least that's the category that I picked for us. And uh, what yeah. we do on this show is we one of us will pick a movie and the other person cannot say no we watch the movie together and then we talk about it yes um and nitpick along the way and nitpick along the way but before we get into that how are you doing buddy doing pretty good uh feel a little judged on certain things why are you feeling judged uh because i watched morbius and i'm told that it's not good the Morbius, Sony Pictures, uh, Sony's Cinematic Universe of Spider-Man, Morbius. Yeah, that Morbius. And you were told that it is not good. Yes, by a lot of people, but I found that I enjoyed it. Would you say that you loved it? No, I would not. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, so uh, now, now you're very, uh, you're feeling very sensitive about this. We, we, we tried to watch this movie, not Morbius, the movie that we're about to talk about today, which um, happened to be called The Bat. Which happened to be called The Bat, which brought forth uh, feelings of judgment and I don't know, hurt feelings. Yeah. About Morbius, and um, t- t- talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, just feel like uh, you shouldn't probably judge things until you've given them a chance, even a little of chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right. Well, that's been, uh, that's your review for Morbius. Uh, oh, I was supposed to review. I thought you were talking about my feelings towards being judged. Oh, well, that's been your review for your feelings being judged. Yeah. Um, Morbius was good. All right. Uh, I don't believe you, but that's fine. Uh, well, besides Morbius, what else have you been watching this week? Uh, let's see here. I watched, uh, I didn't watch Adam Pratt. I was going to. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Um, I've finished watching the pirate movies with my folks again. Oh, uh, the pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Uh, and I, my original estimate. Or my original appreciation for them was about right. Yeah. Uh, the last one was not as good. Dead Man Tell No Tales? Yes. All right, yeah. I've only seen that one once. Yeah, this would be my second time watching it, and I I stand by me thinking it's the weakest of all of them. Right. Uh, I think I agree with you on that, actually. But, yeah. yeah. I, like I said, I haven't watched them all, like, concurrently at the not concurrently but sequentially yeah. yeah i haven't watched i haven't done a pirates marathon in a long time and in fact i've only seen dead man tell no tales once i remember not being super impressed with it yeah um i couldn't quite place my finger on it the first time i watched it as to why i felt it was weaker this time i definitely do uh and i kind of get why like it almost feels story-wise they wanted it to be the weakest because it seemed like the whole point of the movie is that Jack Sparrow is kind of having a down thing. He's not really being Jack Sparrow. And that's why it's the weakest. He's no not the fun loving Jack Sparrow we know and love. Yeah, he's kind of uh, he's kind of mediocre. Yeah. Um my parents 
actually watched it with me and were like saying that maybe it was Johnny Depp not feeling that way. Definitely, yeah. Could be. Uh, but considering that it seemed the script itself was pointing towards Jack not being Jack. Yeah. Uh, maybe the writers were kind of tired of Jack themselves. Yeah. If I remember correctly, there's like a stinger at the end of the movie that implies Davy Jones might be coming back. Yeah. Uh, that there always must be a captain for the Dutchman. Right. Uh, which is interesting. If you've get, gotten rid of all the curses and Will's no longer bound to the Dutchman, but Davy Jones is dead. Uh, not sure how he's back. But then again, weirder things have happened in that series. That's true. And, uh, I don't, I think there might be planning on rebooting the whole thing anyway. So yeah. Uh, I read somewhere about like Margot Robbie possibly stepping in. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what role she'd be playing. Jack Sparrow. Okay. It's interesting. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. But, uh. If that, if that ends the case, then. I just remember that guy saying, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. A lot in that Davey movie. Davy Jones. No, no, not <laughs> Davy Jones. It was, no, well, he says that. Davy Jones says it the uh, same way. The guy from No Country for Old Man. Oh, the Dead Men Tale Note. Uh, Salvador. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. He, he said Jack in a very peculiar way. Well, which, I think he's Spanish, so. But he's every other, like, I understood everything else, but Jack, he put a, put a, yeah. He yeah. went real guttural. It's just how strongly he felt. He hates about Jack. Hating Jack Sparrow. And I will say, as weak as that film is, I would say Salvador is probably the most threatening villain of all the movies because he doesn't care about anything but killing jack yeah. so if he comes across a pirate crew he has no qualms about slaughtering them and matter of fact, like oh yeah because i remember at the beginning of the movie he's like can you tell him that can you tell him that i sent him yeah yeah it's it's an okay movie all I think. all of the other villains are just like ah we we want to kill him but we it's tough because we might need him. Mm -hmm. Salvador is just like, nope, I want to kill him. If you get in my way, you're dead. My That's ship true, will yeah. eat your ship. Everybody else wants to use Jack for their own personal gain or stuff. Even Davy Jones had his own reasons. Yeah, well, yeah, Jack yeah. was lying to him, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, and also, he just kind of wanted him to suffer under his helm. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, they were, we just finished watching them. We were about to start the mummy franchise oh yeah um so that's gonna be fun i'm debating on whether we're going to start with the scorpion king since chronologically those would be the first ones now if you include that i know we'd have to go with young scorpion king movies you'd have to watch all the scorpion i know king i that's why i think maybe if the movie doesn't have the mummy in the title you you yeah. can you don't have to watch it I'll leave it up to them. Unless you just if, really want to hear some God smack. Yeah, it's their pick, so... Um, oh, that's true. They... I probably... Gonna want to stick to the mummy movies. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, speaking of mummies, kind of, uh, I did finally watch Moon Knight. Oh, with okay. you, actually. We watched the first episode together. Yeah. Uh, but we've separately watched 
The second episode. The second episode. And I have to say, I am really liking Moon Knight. Yeah, the pacing is really good, in my opinion. The action is phenomenal. Um, the humor, I really dig. And I'm loving the whole pers- uh, switch personality thing where he's <laughs> communicating to himself within reflections. Yes, I, uh, I I feel the same way. I think that the humor is great. I really like the action. I like all the Egyptian mythology stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very interesting. Uh, probably the most interested in like a new Marvel thing that I've been, uh, yeah, in a while, I would say. Uh, I'm, I've been pretty much interested in almost all the Marvel stuff. So for me, it's just kind of part of the course. Uh, I will say that the costume design is, you can definitely tell they're putting some budget into these because I love the costume design for Moon Knight. Yeah, these uh, Disney Plus shows are pretty expensive. Yeah, and then they did Mr. Knight, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I just, I'm loving it so far. I'm waiting for the third episode. Yeah, was that Wednesday? I yes, guess. I think each Wednesday is the new releases. I'm excited for that, too. I, w- I would go to Bat. For Moon Knight. Speaking of going to bat for something. How dare you? How dare you? I worked so hard on setting that up and you, okay, alright. Speaking of going to bat for somebody, <laughs> the movie we watched this week was The Bat. It is a 1959 American crime mystery thriller starring Vincent Price and Agnes Moorhead. It is actually the fourth film adaptation of the story, which began as a 1908 novel, The Circular Staircase, by Mary Roberts Reinhardt, which she later adapted with Avery Hopwood into the 1920 play, The Bat. You know, just from now knowing that, I don't remember a single circular staircase in that film. But you do remember there being a bat. Yes, yes, I, I do. There was one bat. There was two. a toy bat and a real bat. There was a toy bat and a uh, real bat. Sorry, I was having a stroke. <laughs> um, this bat was distributed in 1959 on a double bill with, speaking of which, a British hammer film, The Mummy. Oh, okay. This movie is now available in the public domain, which means that you can watch it Literally anywhere. Yes, we happened to watch it on YouTube. Yes, someone had just uploaded it to YouTube, but you can watch it on Tubi, uh, Amazon Prime. That's the only other two I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it was a, it was an okay movie. I wouldn't really say it was memorable. I would definitely not say it was memorable. Um, the design of the serial killer was intriguing. It's very pulpy. Yeah. Um, it felt, I mean, obviously this is before the modern day horror characters. Yeah. But it definitely gave off the feel of like a Slenderman, Freddy Krueger vibe. It's true. Uh, because the, the bat, uh, in the movie, the bat is a serial killer killer who calls himself the bat and also brings bats with him to places um and they say that he sets bats 
on people to uh, rip their throat out. But as it turns out, the bat actually just wears these gloves with claws on them. Yes, very Kruger-esque. Yes, very Kruger-esque, which matches his fedora, which is also very Kruger-esque. And then he has the uh, the facelessness of, like you said, the Slender Man. With the full bodysuit. Right. Yeah. So it is interesting. Um, I can only imagine... The, I definitely could see Wes Craven watching this movie. I know Slender Man was kind of created on the internet. I don't really know too much about yeah. that. Um, this movie was directed and written by a guy named Crane Wilbur. We already mentioned uh, Vincent Price and Agnes Moorhead. This movie also stars uh, Gavin Gordon as mm-hmm. Lieutenant Andy Anderson. And uh, we'll just start spoiling things now. He's the bat. Which I called. And yes, Nate called that relatively quickly into the movie. I thought it was going to be Vincent Price because, you know, that's the obvious choice. But I felt that was too obvious of a choice. Mm -hmm. And there was a certain scene that actually made me think that maybe there would be multiple bats in the film. Yeah, that was your working theory is that there might be more than one bat. Uh, But... Turns out there was only one, and it was my first suspect. Yes, so you are uh, the movie detective. Yeah, which was the killer. That's true. <laughs> uh, but there also there were uh, a million, literally a million uh, suspects in this movie. Yeah, everybody is. Uh, well, not just that, but there were a million characters in this movie. Uh, we got John Sutton as Warner. I don't even remember who that is. Uh, the butler. Was Warner the butler? Yes. Okay, so the the guy that saves the day. Yes, the one who ran away and then came back because he had a feeling. He had a feeling, um, and he had to save all those... The man had to come back and save all those poor women at yeah. the uh, end of the movie. That just... We're helpless. That's true. Uh, and uh, we have L- Lanita Lane as Lizzie Allen. She was uh, kind of the, the younger woman, I guess, of the group. No, she was the confidant. The confidant? Yeah, of the author. She was the best friend of the author. Oh, so the complete opposite of what I said. Yeah. I swear we watched it. We didn't just argue about Morbius the whole time while it was on. Yeah. Um, so, the, okay, Elaine Edwards as Dale Bailey. Yeah, she was the young one. of the She group. was the young one. Uh, her husband, Victor Bailey, portrayed by Mike Steele. We don't see much of him. He spends most of the movie in jail. Yeah, basically, they just introduce him to make us feel sorry for him because he's like, I just got married in Christmas. And then immediately, he's arrested. Like, oh, dang. Okay. So, yeah, I I felt bad for Victor. Yeah. And I could list the rest of these people, but I don't care enough. Um, <laughs> RKO Pictures, uh, who you might remember from, uh, the original King Kong. Oh, okay. Bought the rights to remake the bat from Mary Pickford, who produced the original 1926 film adaptation. I wonder if that one's any better. It's probably a silent movie. It's yeah, gotta be, right? I'd feel like it. Uh, the studio she founded in 1919 with Douglas Fairbanks, Charles Chaplin. Oh, Charles Chaplin? Really? And, uh, D.W. Griffin, the bat was released as a double feature. I already said that. I kind of want to see that now. The, uh, I wonder if Charlie Chaplin, let me just, uh, look that up. I don't think it's hard to say. I can't really 
find too much information on it. Oh, the silent film, The Bat. Uh, Charlie Chaplin is not in the movie. But, you know what? I bet you it's still entertaining in its own way. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that it would be better. Oh, I guess we should get into, uh, our thoughts. What did you, what did you think of the movie, Nate? Uh, like I said, the movie was okay. Um, just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was bare minimum okay. Uh, I'm usually a pretty big fan of older films. Uh, just because I love the aesthetics of the black and white and oh, the I style. Agree. Yeah. But this one, eh, there were so many things that just kind of fell flat. Uh, first off, like I said, I already kind of figured out who the bad guy would be at the end, but that's also probably me being extremely paranoid when it comes to villains and whatnot. Just in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Vincent Price, I've enjoyed his, I enjoyed really. Yeah. Hey, I mean, the actors did a yeah, good job. I enjoyed pretty much all of the acting. The story itself just kind of left me wanting. It's kind of lackluster. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, I will say they made most of the time, they made some amazing decisions for a film that could easily be a slasher film. Yeah, it definitely has the uh the prototype slasher yeah. type feeling to it, which is interesting because it came out uh the year before Psycho. Yeah, this definitely felt like obviously I'm not saying that it is the blueprint, but it felt like it could have like they could have watched him like, hmm, these are some elements we might want to incorporate. Let's do this, but actually have some action. Yeah. Uh some of the jokes were funny. A lot of them weren't. Very cheesy nineteen fifties humor, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're probably the reason it's considered cheesy and corny to this day. Um, other than that, I can't really, like, I can't really think of much else for it. Um, I did like the costume. Yeah, the costume was fun. Uh, it had, it definitely gave off the, like, if I was going to be afraid of something, that would probably creep me out if I saw that now. Yeah. Um, but in the context of the movie, it didn't really pull off fear. Uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah. What about you? I think the movie was okay also. Um, it kind of sucked a little bit. Uh, I, I think the movie, the, the pacing, is its biggest problem. Because even though this movie is only 80 minutes long, yeah. uh, it sure felt like we watched a three-hour movie. Yes. And granted, we did take some breaks to debate. To, to argue about Morbius, yes. Yeah. It's still, the debate actually felt kind of like, it was better. <laughs> the debate was better than the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you though. I think that the acting was fine. I think everybody did a good job. Vincent Price was Vincent Price. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everybody did good. It's just the, I, it's like you, the story. I mean, there really wasn't anything special to it. The, the fact that they set up the whole bat thing at the beginning of the movie, they do it once. Yeah. And I will, I'm not, other than like him having 
bats that he uses for his bidding somehow. Right. Uh, I'm not sure how physically he's supposed to be a bat. Because I don't think bats have, like, super sharp claws. I don't know. Uh, he doesn't really have wings. He's just a dark figure with gloves on. So I'm not... the. I guess maybe the... He does kill his victims by ripping out their throat with his claws. I guess that's what bats do? I guess. Like vampires bite people's necks? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if another thing, this could be a time or a little bit for the era that yeah. the movie came out, but he, we see him kill at least two people mm -hmm. by grabbing them by the neck. Well, one, we see him grab her by the neck. The other one, we see him kind of karate chop. Yeah, he karate chopped the guy's throat. <laughs> yeah. Neither one of them really had any coloration on their white clothing around their neck. True. To indicate he ripped their throats out. So I would have at least expected a little bit of like maybe darkening to dye on the clothing to no. make it look like some kind of blood. Uh, the one instance of blood that I can remember in this yeah. movie is when Vincent Price's character gets into a car accident, which sounds like bullshit when he yeah. shows up at the mansion. Yeah. It's like, he, oh, I got into an accident. The movie really does like want you to think Vincent Price is the bad guy. Yes. Because everything he does is just super suspicious and which kind of is the reason why I didn't think he was it. Because it right. felt like they were leading me to it. It, it would be Vincent Price. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, no, there's the, the police chief, I guess. That's yeah. what he was. Yeah, he was the uh, lead detective of the de detective part department. Right. Okay, so he's the head detective. I yeah. Um, and yeah, like, Al Grant... Everything Vincent Price says, just because it's his voice. Like, it sounds suspicious. There's literally a scene where he's just like, have a good night. And it sounds super <laughs> threatening. Don't it, get hurt. Yeah. And he's just wishing the guy, like, hope you don't get hurt. Watch the women like you're supposed to, man. Do a good job. And he's just like. Yeah, why do you say it? Why you got to say it like that, though? Yeah. Like, why is he? Don't get hurt, detective. And, uh, like, he knows the guy's supposed to be there watching them. But mm. when he returns, he's like, I figured I'd find you here. Like, well, yeah, he said he was going to be there. Why Why wouldn't you figure that? That make? Why did you say this, Vincent Price? So, in this house, this mansion, um, it comes to light. The, the reason the bat is stalking these women uh, is because they are at this mansion where there is possibly some money or inheritance of some sort. Uh, oh, embezzled money yeah. from the bank. There's sorry, there's a million plot the lines. The owner, in this movie. the owner of the bank, embezzles the uh, bail bonds, right, and sells them, making a million dollars, and then hides it in the mansion, right, uh, using the notorious bat serial killer as a means to keep people away from the mansion. Mm -hmm. And then he immediately dies in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Vincent Price totally murdered that guy. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Vincent Price did just get threatened by said guy. I know. And it's... the said guy did just plot to ruin like three lives and kill two. You know, though, the fact that Vincent Price knew about the money, killed the banker guy, 
And then he started like creeping around the mansion. I'm not going to say that he was like a heroic character. No, he was not. Like, I think the only heroic character would be the butler. Well, not even the women. The women mainly because the women, they were brave. They did smart things throughout the whole movie. They stood up for each other. They would not, they're like, Oh, I need to go check this. Not alone, you won't. I'll yeah. go with you, which ultimately does end up getting one of them killed. Yeah. But they stick by each other. The butler is just like, I don't like being accused of murder. I'm out. See ya. And yeah. then gets to the airport and he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Goes back and he's like, oh, I'm going to, I would never kill anybody. Shoots the dude in the back. I will say for 1959, I think that, uh, as far as like feminist depictions go, I really think they did a pretty good job with the women in this movie. Cause like you said, they're all intelligent. They make logical decisions. And because with this being so similar to slashers already, this is not something that's not something you would see in slashers. They uh, definitely don't fit the last girl trope. No, well, there's, well, they can't. There's like four last girls because yeah. they're all. Smart enough to stay alive. Yeah, they're all sticking together, staying two to a room, sometimes all four to a room. I mean, the main the main uh, actress, Agnes Moorhead, she's playing an author mm-hmm. um, of murder thriller. Murder thrillers. Novels. So she, she knows what's going on, yeah. kind of, yeah. Her attendant seems to have complete brass balls, because... Every time something scary happens, she's just like, oh, it's the house creaking. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's the door slamming. Yes. Don't worry about it. Oh, something fell. We need to go check that out t- together. Right. Like, exactly. They make very good. It was a little refreshing that they weren't um, idiots. Idiots. Yeah. Um, um, the men are kind of stupid in this movie, though. Yeah. Like the like, killing each other, double crossing each other. I will say now that it's confirmed that the lieutenant was the killer. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he's like, oh yeah, I'll watch you guys by myself in a mansion from basement to top. Like one man should not be watching an entire mansion for a killer. Yeah. This is a big house. Yeah. So the fact that he's like that kind of suspicious in my opinion, but, but now it makes sense because he was the killer. Yeah. Yeah. And it also makes sense that he knows his own cops because the second <laughs> cop we meet is a complete idiot. And a drunk. And a drunk because <laughs> his reasoning. So he's sent there when the lieutenant leaves the mansion for I don't even remember why. He's sent there to watch the girls. To go dress up as the bat, come back. And, yeah, I, I know. I what, know. His, what his excuse was. Yeah. His alibi. And then his replacement's there. Which, I guess he might have picked this guy because he knew what a screw-up he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the right-hand girl comes in, sees him sleeping with the door unlocked and partially open. And she starts, like, waking him up. He's like, oh, what? And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, someone must have drugged me. What'd you drink? My, that wine. Wait. <laughs> you, you drink... You're drinking alcohol on the job when you're supposed to be watching for your serial killer and you're going to be mad that they spiked your wine? Somebody spiked my work wine. Yeah, like, and then he he calls them and he's like, I was drugged. And they're like, oh, what, what were you drinking? What were you drinking? Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, the uh, cop's very, very dumb in this movie. Yeah. And even, and then, you know, maybe that's part of the plan that uh, Lieutenant Anderson 
staffed his uh, idiot his men with idiots so he could kill people more easily. Yeah, since because the killer, the serial killer, apparently has claimed multiple lives throughout mm-hmm. the years. He just went on a hiatus, and then they're like, "Oh no, he must be back." So yeah, it's like it's an interesting. I do kind of like the interesting element of uh, history to this world they've created. Yeah, that the bat is a killer that has existed for a long time and i guess it was anderson the whole time and he stopped but then like all he found out about some money and he was like well i'll just put my bat costume back on and get back to it like time to get out of retirement so i can get retirement exactly Uh, i make it as a cop i make 25 cents an hour yeah 50s i don't know i believe it a million is still a million even in our dollars is a million dollars yeah uh but yeah, it's, I will say the casualness of the bank owner when he's talking to Vincent Price about how he's just going to ruin all these people's yes, lives. Yes, yeah. I'm like, man, this guy is cold. I could see him being the bat. He's a psycho. Yeah, I actually thought Vincent Price's reaction was pretty casual too. Yeah. But he might have been just trying to play cool. He might have been like, oh, well, this guy's... I don't want to set this guy off. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, the guy was just like, all right, what would you say? If I told you I'm, if I stole a million bucks, well, I've known you a long I time. I'm going to believe you. Well, I did. <laughs> okay. This is a Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So with this mansion, yes, uh, we get some fun little things uh, because this mansion has all sorts of secret uh, passages and, and doors and compartments and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, I will say if I were to ever like be able to build my own home or have my home built secret passages and secret chambers is, I would love to have that. I just, well, what would you even do with that? Just <sighs> nothing really. You just, just want them to be there. there? <laughs> just having them there. I just love the idea of having secret passages and stuff. Same with like, I would love to have an armory. I don't shoot guns. But I'd love to have an armory. Makes no sense. Maybe you're a serial killer. Maybe. Who knows? Okay, anyway, I did have a previous boss who accused me of it. But that's either near or there. Oh, no, that's really neither here nor there. But you'll have to tell me about that off the show sometime. <laughs> um, this movie. I would give it a 4 out of 10. What do you, what do you think that Rotten Tomatoes looks like? Mm, critics or audience? I don't know that enough people have watched this movie for it to even have a audience, uh, one. audience score. All right, critic, I would say probably well, it's Vincent Price, so they probably ranked it up pretty high. I'm gonna say in the high fifties or sixty, low sixties. It does have an audience score. Oh, it does. What do you think the audience score is? Audience score, I'd say probably high twenties, low thirties. The critic score, based on only five reviews, though, mm. um, is 20%. Okay. Yeah. And the audience score, based off of 2,500 ratings, Oof. 47%. Okay, it's a little higher than I would have rated it, but, well, I gave it a 4 out of 10, so that is exactly where I would rate it. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I can't see... Oh, we got... Oh, <laughs> The bat is generally a pleasurably mystery cheapie 
through though with a narrative that seems to cut corners and conveniently withhold information for its yeah at resolution okay fair enough i i could agree with that it does it is something i could easily see myself putting on in the background if i'm going to be playing a grindy game yeah okay like if i'm not needing to pay attention to the plot or anything and just whatever just have some kind of noise in the background i'd probably put this on someone in 2003 said this is a botched version of the famous play stick with the 1926 and 1930 versions there are a lot of versions of this movie apparently i wonder if they have any uh circular stairs on them. um that's a good question uh, to be fair they didn't say they in the movie that they no they had circular stairs. i'm just off since it was based off of it uh, you know what Okay, so here's here's like an example of an audience review. Okay. Two stars out of five. All right. Despite having top billing, Vincent Price is only in the movie for a few scenes. In a way, anybody could have played Price's part. Price is good in the few moments he is in the movie, but most of the film rests on Agnes Moorhead's shoulders. Unfortunately, Moorhead chews up the scenery and her performance tends to be as erratic as the film's tone. This campy dark mansion whodunit comes off as terribly uneven and uninspired. The comedic moments are too cheesy and forced to be funny. Plus, the mystery is drawn out too much, especially considering how few suspects there were. The cinematography is also very static, giving a very bland TV movie feel to the production. This is a bland mystery movie that is only remembered for featuring Vincent Price. I agree and disagree. I agree with some parts of that. Yeah. Um, I, the, it feeling like a bland TV movie, I don't agree. That's the era. Like, it felt like a movie from that era. So I'm not entirely sure what they expected from it. No, uh, I think there are probably better looking movies from that era, but I don't know. Yeah, but to, I guess the TV to movie things that I'm thinking of don't usually have, I guess they didn't have very many grand scenery moments, did they? No. It was mainly in the mansion. It was mainly in the mansion and the bank and the doctor's office. I could kind of see, I guess I could yeah. kind of see that criticism. Um, and to me, it kind of just looks like uh, these people wanted to uh, have a party in a mansion and then they filmed the movie. Yeah, I disagree with the anybody could have played Vincent Price's part because Vincent Price, the way he talks and everything, kind of is what this part needed. Yeah, because he needed to sound suspicious. Yeah. yeah, and that is Vincent Price. His voice is suspicious and creepy and ominous. Cool, but perfect for this role. I also don't exactly agree with the erratic behavior of... No, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, because she seemed to play the part pretty well of... a. Uh, author that's just curious about no i i never felt like she was out of character from what they set up at the beginning of the movie they she started the character and ended the character at the end of the film like that part i i don't agree with and also the campiness nature i mean 
you watch a, a movie from 1959, what are you expecting? Yeah, exactly. most of the stuff that you would find campy, it's because this is what made them campy in the first place. Yes, they. this is where camp comes from. Yeah, like. they have origin stories of themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree and disagree with that comment. I do find that that comment is kind of funny to me, especially as a nitpicker. Like, that is... Which reminds me. That's uh, a gold mine. Do you me. have any nitpicks for this well, movie? I feel I might have. I pretty much already talked about them. The the blood thing. The blood thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a nitpick for me. Um, the there's a part in the film where the author gets stuck in a hidden room and seems to almost immediately. Start to suffocate. Yes, the fastest I ran out of air in this room that, that I've ever seen. The room itself seems like we don't, I don't think we actually see the full size of the room, but it's still a healthy sized room, an average sized room at least. And she seems like she enters there and like maybe it's because of the pacing in the film. But it doesn't seem like that long has passed. And she starts, like, banging on the door, like, weakly as if she's about to pass out, out of air. Um, now, we do kind of learn that uh, there are, like, gears and winches and one stuff yeah. kind of moving stuff in the walls. So maybe it became, like, airtight, but still that speed of which she ran out of air is... I mean, I don't really know how all that yeah, works. So I'm maybe... not an <laughs> expert. Yeah. But it just seemed unrealistic to me. Um, That's about... I think that's about all the nitpicky I got for it, really. Well, that's good. Yeah. It... Because we've reached the end of the show, which means it's time to pick our next movie. Each episode is one of us. Uh, Each episode... Hey, I'm still having a stroke. <laughs> We've reached the end of the show, which means it's time to pick our next movie. Each episode, one of us is at the mercy of the other. Since I picked this movie, it's Nate's turn. And I'm picking Get Shorty with John Travolta. We'll be watching it from Tubi. Well, That's uh, true, yeah. So if you want to watch it with us, you can go ahead and head over to Tubi and watch it. Uh, it is perhaps one of my favorite John Travolta roles. The film itself, I enjoy it. Comedy's great. It's mainly his depiction of the role that it is, I think, awesome. So get, uh, Shorty. I, man, I don't have a pun for it, but that's all right. Um, get Shorty will be the movie. Uh, so get watching that shortly. I'm really trying here. <laughs> we'll be watching Get Shorty, so shortly. Yeah, I can't. It's a hard one to pun with. It is a hard one to pun with. Um, we welcome all comments. If you want to comment, you can down in the comments section on YouTube or by emailing us at whatsplayingtonight at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at tonightplaying. And uh, if you do... Join our Discord also. Yeah, join our Discord. We have a lot of conversation on there. But if you want to comment, that's how you can do it. Kind of like we did get a comment this week. Oh, we did? Yes, uh, from our friend Alex. Okay. Uh, she says, oh, I love For the King. Also, nice podcast, boys. Keep up the good work. 
Well, thank you, Alex. I love For the King as well. It's a fun game so far. I don't think I've actually completed a campaign of it, though, so I'm definitely willing to play with anybody that's willing to play. I uh, I would be willing to play. Yeah, you can join up. Anyways, thank you so much, Alex, for commenting and the nice words. Uh, like I said, send us your comments. Join the Discord. There'll be a link for that down in the description of the episode. I'm pretty sure Twitter has a link for it also. Um, yeah, we're trying to grow this community so we can all talk about movies together. Um, I think that would be very fun. Don't you? Yeah. Uh, community of talking about movies and tearing them apart. Talking about movies and just actually, there's a lot of different channels on Discord. You can talk about whatever you want, really. Yeah. We are a multifaceted group. Yes, we are. And then, uh, do you have any last words? Uh, let's see here. Hope you guys like this. Hope you guys liked it a lot. Uh, and looking forward to the next one, really. Because, like I said, Get Shorty is a very dear movie to me. Even if it, the movie itself is just okay. Uh, and, yeah, looking forward to hearing any comments that y'all might give out. I am looking forward to watching Get Shorty as well. Uh, I have never seen it. I'm not the biggest fan of John Travolta. But, hey, it's fine. I can't say no. So, um <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, send us your comments. Uh, we will respond to them. Well, one of us will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any words for Alex who commented? I think he said, say yeah, I did say so. Yeah. Yeah. I even invited her to play a game. Oh, that's true. You're such a good co-host. Yeah. You're like the heart I of tried. the team. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Morbius bad though. Anyways, this has been What's Playing Tonight. I'm Ty. And I'm Nate. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week.